This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Really glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to. You miss a lot if you're not watching on the stream. As uh, during the breaks, we do some crazy stuff. All right, appreciate you being here. Uh, there is a lot going on. Laura Logan, part two, uh, more about her report on Benghazi that CBS ended up saying, well, it wasn't really good report because somebody lied or something. We're getting to the bottom line of why they ended up pulling that. And it sounds to me, this is me saying it, that the Obama administration got involved and they hated the fact that she was telling the truth. And her reporting. So more, more with Laura Logan. Bottom of this hour to be part two. I've got part three tomorrow, part four on Friday. So make sure you stick around for that. And also there's an update on the CDC and whether Biden will appeal that ruling by the, the Florida judge to get rid of masks on planes. Um, you probably won't be happy. But then again, you probably won't be surprised on a Wednesday. Come on. Uh-huh. Miss collarbone during the break. It was pretty good. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. That's when you were fun, Carrie. You were laughing. You were enjoying it. Collarbone. You don't remember me singing collarbone and laughing my ass off the entire time? No, I don't. All right. Collarbone. It is hump day, downhill of the weekend from here. This is, of course, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Hump to Bump. Wait for the third hour, people. It gets really good. Third hour, um, third hour song because there's so there's so much content. We're no. probably going to have a hard time playing the song third hour. I don't think. I uh, checked, because, and I think we've got plenty of time to play the who song. Who did you check with? Because I'm... I'm I am Joe Pags of the Joe Pags Show. I know. Well, I've looked, so, you know, about the third hour, and I timed it out. So, yeah. Well, you're right. No, no, no. I agree with you until I got this stupid email today, and <laughs> things changed. <laughs> Carrie, you don't remember Collarbone? I don't. There was something in, in school where uh, this girl wore a, a top, a shirt or something, where it showed off her collarbone, and uh-huh. I did a parody about it. And in it, I've got to sing a bunch of falsetto, and I just burst out laughing, and you're laughing, and I'm laughing, we're all laughing, and they just showed it to to the stream, and they were all laughing. Well, I'm sure if I you heard remember it, that? I'm sure if I heard it, I would remember it, but it, I can't. Yeah, yeah. With age, listen, memory doesn't it. last forever. You hey, know what I mean? listen. Start getting older. You just had a birthday, didn't you? I did, and I'm plenty young. Thank you very much. Mm, mm, Thank you very I much. Mean, yeah. This song was from two weeks ago. What happened? 
<laughs> was it from two weeks ago? No, it was like 2014 or oh, something oh, like that. Please. But it was very okay. funny. I just played it, and you're laughing the whole time. But that's when you still had some fun in your body. So, um, <laughs> still do sometimes. <laughs> so we used to call you Fun Carrie. Now it's just what Carrie. do you call me now? Um, oh, okay. Just Carrie, yeah, or mm. Chocolate Voice. Mm. It is eight 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 nine four one Pags JoePags.com. I got an email during the break from a woman. Two or three people emailed me about the CDC and about the appeal and all this stuff. I would think you would have known that. Why can't you just write me an email and not be that person? You know what I mean? <laughs> I would think you would have known. I would think you it would have known. Yeah, have can I be honest? When this ruling happened, I was probably watching Johnny Depp on the on the witness stand. Have you been watching any of that? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, now that he's testifying. Yeah. I mean, she crazy. just sounds like a monster in what it's he's really saying. Crazy, yeah. And no. they played some audio, I guess, where he recorded one of these things. She's like, "Yeah, of course I started the fight. You darn right, I hit you." Yeah, I'm, I'm like, "What? You. What are I you know. doing?" No, I know. You know what I mean, I'm, crazy. I didn't punch you, but I did hit you. So, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? It's pretty bizarre. Yeah. I don't know if you want to give any opinion at all, but it's starting to sound. Now we haven't heard her evidence, and mm-hmm. maybe she'll have evidence that shows that he's no good. But it sounds to me like she wanted to be a part of the Me Too movement. That's when she did this, when she came out and made the claim. Yes. Now, again, and and I've heard a lot of his testimony and his friends and his sister. Um, So it sounds like they're making a great case for Johnny Depp. But again, like you said, we haven't heard her side of the story, so... You know what's we'll interesting see. about the thing, and for those who don't know, Johnny Depp was married to this woman, Amanda Heard. Why do we Amber know Amanda Heard? What, what is she? What is, what's her name? Is it not Amanda? Amber. I think it's Amber. Oh, is it Amber? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was Amanda. All right. So uh, whatever her name is, somebody heard. What What do we know her from? Uh, Paula, what do we know her from? Why is she famous? Well, she was in um, Aquaman. She played Aquaman's mm, like, person or whatever. Um, person? Well, because I don't know if they were married yet, so that's what I want to say. Okay. Like, okay. Because that's like- Is that all that we would have known her from, or is she from somewhere else? Uh, I mean, I'm looking here- and she was in um, The Stand. She was in Aquaman. She was in, I guess, the upcoming Aquaman's coming up. She had a small part in Justice League. Um, some movie called The Danish Girl. Um, oh, I love that movie, The Danish Girl. She was in... That's yeah. where, that that's where like you go to like the grocery store watch. and she hands you The Danishes, the, the, morning, the morning pastry. Yeah, and she was in your favorite Magic Mike, Double uh, XL. Um, I never saw any of the Magic Mike movies, although oh, I hear lie. I should probably watch their really, Come really manly movies. No, I swear I have not seen those movies. <laughs> I know what they're about. Why would I watch it? All right. So, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. First time I ever heard, and I thought her name was Amanda. It's a, it's Amber? Yes. yes. Okay. So Amber heard, the uh, first time I heard of her was when she made the claims against Johnny Depp. And without, see, here's the problem. Without any verification, without any real information, without any evidence Immediately, he was dropped from Jack Sparrow on, on the Pirates uh, mm-hmm. franchise. Right. Immediately dropped from Harry Potter. You're just starting to drop the guy because she came out and said this. Yeah, so now, this case, this, yeah. this that we're watching is not about who, who beat up whom. This is about her just saying it and causing him to lose. I, saw, I heard somebody today estimated $100 million in revenue. Wow. And he's That's suing for $50 million. Now, why would he sue? If there's any information to suggest that he's the person who was the antagonist here, I would think that he wouldn't because this will make life even worse for him. I would say yes, and for sure he's not going to get another movie role ever. Paul, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I mean, I I don't think he has anything to lose right now because of the the situation he was doing or dealing with in the UK because didn't he go to court trying to prove something there and he lost and that's what kind of did all this to him 
He did lose the case, but I forget what the specifics were of that. Sam, have you got anything on this? Do you know who Amber Heard is and all these people? I only know of her through Johnny Depp, and I kind of feel bad for the guy, but that's all I know. I mean, I mean she was uh, also in like Zombieland. She was in Pineapple Express. She was in uh, uh, Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage. Bad There's been a lot of movies that she's been in. Yeah, I don't don't know any of that. I mean, you don't watch but, a lot of movies anyway. So. I don't. That's true. Yeah. So so the um, here again, this isn't her bringing charges against him for domestic violence or bringing some civil no. charge, some civil case to try to get money because he beat her up. This is him saying, "You defamed me so badly that you have ruined my career and my ability to work." And one wonders if he wins, even if it's a smaller judgment than fifty million dollars. I don't know that he's going to get that. But if he wins, does Disney call and say, "Okay, let's go do doc- let's go do Captain Jack." No, I don't think they will. Really? I don't think they will. Mm-mm, they're too woke. I think they Even will. if they dropped him for this and he proves that he didn't do this or he somehow wins in a civil case, Paul, you think that they would call him back? I, I think it's possible. Because, didn't they make the franchise for him? Yes, but, but the reason I say that is because uh, they had that one director from Guardians of the Galaxy who they fired because I guess of some old tweets from like 10 or 12 years ago. Right, I remember that. And then they brought him back. Interesting. So, so and, and he also helped DC with with their movie, um, the the Suicide Squad or whatever. I think he did the, the second one or maybe the first one. I don't remember. Um, but after he did that, then Disney brought him back. So, I mean, if they're willing to bring him back after after that stuff, um, I think that it could definitely be possible to to happen. And oddly enough, we're talking about all this, and I look up, and Zombieland is on, and there's Amber Heard. So, there you go. Yeah. Now, Carrie, I'll disagree with you on one point about them not calling him back because they're too woke. Mm-hmm. Had this happened before all of the exposure Disney just got, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. But now that they've been exposed for being as woke as they are, if he wins the civil case, I think to try to win people back, mm-hmm. they'll bring him back because he was a huge draw for that company. You, you agree? Oh, or absolutely. No? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sam, am I right? Was CJ the big fan of, of Pirates or was it both of you? It was definitely me. Oh, stop. I thought it was CJ. It was me. I was the one who had Jack Sparrow posters all over my walls in middle school. So you would be happy to see him come back if, in fact, he's not this bad, abusive guy. Exactly. And I don't Have you been watching this? Well, no, but I've been watching summaries, and I just don't think that he's who Amber Heard was saying that he is. So, I mean, I'm rooting for the good guy, but who knows? Whoever the good guy is, right. So, I mean, we'll find out. She hasn't given testimony yet. But, man, there is so much damning evidence against her as the antagonist here, as the abuser here. Yes, Paula? Can, can I just say one thing? Like, why, yes. I haven't heard anything, no pun intended, um, but, I've, but I have watched it because it's been on, like, the TV. And just seeing her sit there and not flinch while he's talking is kind of weird. Well, it is weird because she's an actress and you figure that she would put on some emotions or something. Yeah, and and I'm just watching her and he's saying the things that, that he's saying. Whatever he's saying, I'm, I'm reading some of like the captions, but I, I don't know exactly what he's talking about. But I'll look at her and, and she has like zero emotion on her face. Now, I don't know, maybe they told her to try and be that way, but it's just weird seeing seeing her just sit there and not flinch, not do anything. Right. Well, he's going to be cross-examined on all this stuff. I don't know why she isn't flinching. She might be getting bad advice. But they're going to cross-examine him on all this stuff. I just don't know how you shoot holes in it. There's a picture of him with a bloody hand, and he's got a burn mark in his face that he says that she burned him with a cigarette 
you know, a lit cigarette. Uh, you, you've got her on audio tape saying, yes, I started this violence. I mean, I don't know what else you have to really have, but they'll be able to cross-examine him and, and you know, ask him about this, 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 and this. And who knows if she has audio or video or whatever else. But but again, it's it's remarkable to me that he brought the case. She didn't. She's not bringing a case because because you were violently abusing me, you caused me this much harm, and it's worth this much money. No, he's saying, you defamed me, you ruined my career, and I was not the person who was abusive here, it was you. I, I just find that to all be very interesting. I w- only watch a small part of it, and I do keep in mind that he's an actor, and I think the first thing that his lawyers will say is, wow, what a performance, that's why he's such a high-paid actor. I mean, Carrie, that's probably what they're going to say. They can't really say anything else, he's doing that, a very that, good job. Yeah, that will be part of it, I'm assuming. Yeah, when her attorneys get to... And get to ask him some questions for sure. Going to be very interesting. It's also interesting that the, all of this is being televised. When we were, we, we couldn't even see the Jussie Smollett case. This thing you're seeing it wall to wall nonstop, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. If anybody's got any comments on this case, if you're watching this case, I mean, you can make your own judgment call. I'm, I'm, I've only seen a small part of it. I haven't seen a whole lot of it. But what I've seen, and then the stuff that, uh, like Sam was saying, is sort of the, the compilation afterwards, he's doing a very good job and bringing a very effective case. I'm surprised that that he's allowed to go as in-depth on the violence because this isn't about violence. This is about, did she defame you? And I guess they're making the case, look at all this stuff that proves that she was the bad guy and I was the good guy. That's why this is, in fact, defamation. So far, he's proving his case very well. Very interesting case. Uh, Carrie, before I hit a break, though, uh, give us the update on the CC and the guidance that they're giving to Biden. From Fox News, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is asking the Department of Justice to proceed with its appeal of a ruling issued by a Florida judge on Monday, which tossed out the Biden administration's mask mandate for public transportation passengers. To protect CDC's public health authority beyond the ongoing assessment announced Last week, CDC has asked DOJ to proceed with an appeal in Health Freedom Defense Fund, Inc. at all versus Biden at all. It is CDC's continuing assessment that at this time, an order requiring masking in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public health. CDC will continue to monitor public health conditions to determine whether such an order remains necessary. CDC believes this is a lawful order well within CDC's legal authority to protect public health, the statement reads. Of course, they're wrong, and of course, they're doing this because the Biden administration asked them to do this, and as the caller last hour said, uh, they're just going to extend this. Now, unless they get an injunction on the judge's ruling in Florida, which I don't think they're going to, you can still fly maskless, you can go on trains maskless, you can, you know, the TSA officers or these agents aren't, aren't wearing masks either, um, and a lot of the airline employees aren't either. So uh, this isn't going to change anything, and by the time it goes through the appellate process, you probably will hit the second date that the CDC set. They're going to have to renew the mask mandate just to continue fighting this case. Really dumb move by them. Not very good job reading the room. Not very good job reading the, um, the relief that Americans have had because of this going away. Just a dumb, dumb thing to do. But then again, I'm not surprised. It is this administration. So comments on what you're hearing and what you're seeing in the Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard case or on the CDC telling Biden, yeah, go ahead and appeal that case. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming right back. You're listening to Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by the Joe Pag Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Part two of my special series with Laura Logan. At the bottom of the hour, we continue on her report about Benghazi that CBS uh, said was no good because there was some guy in there that lied or something. Uh, and Laura Logan gives spells out a very, very direct case as to why it was a good report and why she was right and why it was under attack. We'll get into that at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. Got to remind you about proven oxy technology that comes with the thunderstorm by Eden Pure. Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it does just what it sounds like. It's a very descriptive name because when you plug this in, it doesn't take up any floor space. It's not some gigantic air purifier. Plugs right into the socket in the wall. Uh, when you plug it in, uh, it's going to make any odor in that room go away. Talking about litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. It destroys viruses, odors, mold, and a lot more. And it leaves behind this great fresh scent of a thunderstorm having rolled through. You know what that, that smells like. It's awesome. Over 200,000 of these have been sold. You know that it must work. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy either. And it's almost silent. You could use it in the bedroom even, and it's not going to be an issue. Uh, we've got a couple of these in the house, and it, they really do make a difference. I want you to go to EdenPureDeals.com right now and get a three-pack and save $200 by using my code PAGS3. Again, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code P-A-G-S, the number three. Save $200. Shipping is free as well. Get to that website right now. Let me go to the, the phone lines and the time we have remaining. going to be line one. Dan is in Arizona. Dan, what's on your mind? Hi. Joe, love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, long-time listener. I've called before. Um, I, I, I think this lady is taking advantage of Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp's worth, I know she's done a lot of movies. Johnny Depp's an industry. He's worth maybe a quarter billion dollars with all these movies he's done. Right. And I think because of alcohol and addiction and substance, I, 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 I think he's going to win this. And I think him laying it out, it just shows, I think she was, I think she was taking advantage of him a little bit, even though she's, I mean, I know that sounds hard to believe she's popular, but um, I think she was. And um, I, I just do want to say again that I, I love the show and I especially love listening to um, the chocolatey voice every night. So appreciate you. Yeah, that's the only reason he called in. <laughs> Where's the, the only Rick reason Roll? he called in. Rude. How is that rude? said nothing bad. Nothing. Blah, blah, Amber Heard. Blah, blah, Johnny Depp. Blah, blah. You know, blah, blah. Love the show. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was coming. So they're coming a mile away, Lucky. <laughs> a mile away. Uh, 888-941-PAGS. Of course you do. 888-941-7247. You know, what you hear on these audio tapes that he was playing in court today, or his, his team was playing in court today, you hear a bunch of like spoiled Hollywood brats just acting stupidly. Um, mm. I didn't punch you. I hit you. Uh, you don't know what a punch is? I didn't come up and deck you. And every other word is the F word. I mean, I'm, that's fine. Whatever. I, uh, Carrie uses that word more than any other word in her life. But yeah, um, so. probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it may be my favorite curse word. But um, th- there they are having a dumb like Hollywood argument about whether she was he was punched or he was smacked. 
and he literally gets her to admit on the on the audio tape, of course I started the fight. I, mean, I know. That's, what the? You know what yeah, I mean? It's hard Rick, to come back from that one. Yeah. Michigan, you got about 30 seconds. Let's go. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. Hey, you know, like I say, people are talking about Johnny Depp's performance. And, you know, yes, he's on the camera. Yes, he's in the stand. But I, I honestly think that's the real depth because he's he's choosing his lines or not lines. Words, see, his lines. Because see? he has no lines. You know, so he's choosing his words carefully, and that's the real Johnny Depp. You know, he's he's got to think about what he's saying, and if that's a performance, then okay. But I think it's the real Depp. No, I mean, I don't think it's a performance. I think that her lawyers are going to say it's a performance. Um, and, and again, what I hear the Johnny Depp I hear in the audio tape in that in that courtroom sounds a lot like the Johnny Depp on the witness stand. So it probably is close to his real his real personality. I don't know the guy. You don't know the guy. And I'm not here to denigrate his testimony. I think he's doing a great job. But I think that her lawyer will now go up and say, look, this guy's a high-paid actor. Of course he's going to be believable. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Laura Logan, part two, when we come back. Joe Pags. been attacked by the left mercilessly, but she does an incredible job reporting and telling real journalism to people who want to get their straight facts. It's Laura Logan, part two of my special interview right now. You did all the vetting that you had to do. And at the end of the day, it's not Laura Logan saying he said this. It's him saying he said this. It's him saying he saw this. It's him saying he did this. Why is that still not a good, a good report? It's all attributed to him. You didn't say it. He did. Um, that's right. We didn't say it. Well, you know, I mean, the reality of television and of news is that you can vet somebody um, as much as humanly possible. And right. we really did do that. But when you sign, you know, in terms of vetting his story that night, we, of course, wanted to speak to the two Libyan guards he said were with him. But Benghazi at that time was under the control of Al Qaeda. And we had a lot of Libyans telling us, we can't talk to you on camera. We can't have any conversation with you because we'll we'll be targeted by these terrorists. And even people who we asked, if, could you take us a thumb drive of video and pictures that you have? And can you can you take that to FedEx and send it to us? They were like, oh, no, they monitor FedEx. And if you send something to a Western country, they're going to know and they're going to come after us. They'll kill our family and so on. So when he said to us, I, I you know, these guys have been targeted. They were beaten up that night. The U.S. is not protecting them. Uh, they don't want to speak to you because they're afraid for their lives. You know, these were eyewitnesses, right, if they were guys that were there that night. And so that was that was credible to everybody on the team. We also, you know, we had emails between this guy and the FBI that showed that after they initially interviewed him, they went back and met with him again. And one FBI agent actually took photographs from of suspects and asked him to look at them and see if he could ID anyone. So, you know, uh, this, this idea that, um, that they didn't, um, that they didn't uh, believe him, that he wasn't credible, that he lied to the FBI, which is all the things that they said about him afterwards. This is stuff they came up with afterwards. And of course the FBI agent who was in the emails, he said, Oh, I'm undercover and I can't speak to you. And he hung up on us, you know, so there were, there were all kinds of traps that they had built into this so that when they when they did their big smear, they could say, 
this guy lied and 60 Minutes didn't do their job in finding it out. But what 60, what CBS left out of their investigation when they when they went after myself and my producer was that the CBS wrote the non-disclosure agreement that we signed. A CBS lawyer approved the non-disclosure agreement. First, I'm hearing about that, by the way. I mean, we didn't hear about that back then. No, because they left it out of the report. I mean, which was which was managed by none other than David Rhodes. Wow. I mean, does that surprise anybody whose brother Ben Rhodes was one of the key architects of the false Benghazi narrative? But, right? but, but by the way, they aired it. Laura, they aired the story. What do you think happens immediately after that? Did they get a call from Washington? Uh, because oh. CBS bends the knee, throws you under the bus, and acts like the whole story was no good when I'm looking at it from a journalistic guy going, she nailed this. And, and, I, and, and I'd known of you for a long time. And I'm like, there's no way she puts this together and tries to make a name for herself, which, she's already, which she already has, without there being any truth here. She does an investigation nobody else was yeah. willing to do after the lies of the video causing some uh, spontaneous attack by a bunch of people with with billy goats i mean oh, n- n- none of that made any sense so yeah. you you go to air cbs says go to air and what do you think happens immediately after well i know um some of what happened immediately afterwards well first of all you know david rhodes um whose brother ben rhodes was very involved in all of it right, right. in every aspect of it david sent me a one-line email that was very odd i'd never received anything like it and all it said was i i'm sure your sources are happy and I, you know, I showed it to my team and I was like, what is he talking about? What does he mean? And immediately what starts to happen um, is that the State Department begins this pressure campaign. You've got John Kerry's spokesperson calling up Scott Pelley and, uh, and, and telling him what, what they reported isn't true. So you've got, you know, all of his people on his team jumping up and down. You've got uh, Media Matters for America, of course, instantly launches their big attack. But that's expected. But, you know, Laura, that's expected. They should have known that because the players here involved are from the establishment left. I mean, CBS knows that before airing it. They shouldn't have been surprised. The Daily Cost and Media Matters fact checks me every day and I laugh at them. So what? Yes. But when the Media Matters talking points, you know, are being uh, reflected and pushed by the New York Times. Okay. And when you've got somebody from the State Department is going all over Washington, D.C., going to all of the media organizations and pushing this after action report, which they say he wrote this guy in our story. And and I want to remind people, this guy was only one of three characters and he was the least important. But if you read what they wrote online, they act like he was the only person in the story. And of course, once they remove the story from the Internet and no one can watch it for themselves, they don't have the ability to judge for themselves. And so what many, in fact, what numerous reporters told me was that the State Department was pushing, 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 trying to get reporters to pick up on this. And of course, one of their go-to people, Karen DeYoung at the Washington Post, does this story in which she says, oh, look, this uh, after action report that this guy wrote uh, contradicts what he told 60 Minutes. But if that was a real report, the guy denied ever having written it and he denied ever having seen it, right? He also never got contacted by the Washington Post to ask him if he actually wrote it before they printed it. But if that was a real document, it would have been a classified document because it would have been part of an ongoing investigation and it would have been part of the State Department's, you know, official classified records, which we couldn't get access to. The State Department wasn't giving us access to that beforehand. But what we then discovered, I eventually, after some weeks, you know, there were a bunch of different stories. The New York Times 
went off to 60 Minutes for not saying that the publisher was a subsidiary of Simon & Schuster. And my boss at 60 Minutes said, well, we should have said that. But of course, that was a decision that he made. He said, look, nobody cares. that This doesn't have any impact on our reporting. It's, uh, it's you know, very far removed. It didn't even enter into the picture. So it, it, we didn't, you know, he, uh, we were told it's not important. Don't report that. So we didn't. But we, you know, it didn't make any difference to us. We didn't, right. we didn't care. We just did what we were told in that sense. And we believe that when you sign an NDA, you know, that that's a serious legal document and that you have an honor and a duty and a responsibility to, uh, you know, to honor that. But we were treated afterwards as if the NDA didn't matter. Oh, don't be ridiculous. That doesn't mean you can't do your job. Well, actually, what we learned then is that CBS has two forms of NDA. One which, like the one we signed, which says you're not going to disclose the story of what he did that night, which is the substance of his book right. and which is very vulnerable to being, you know, stolen and and uh, leaked. And another one that says, OK, you're you're uh, you're not going to disclose that except in when you're um, verifying the facts of his story. And we were not advised by the lawyers or by the 60 Minutes team or by the 60 Minutes personnel who were responsible for, um, you know, for books and movies and that kind of thing. And that was not the source of our story. I began investigating um, Benghazi when I got a tip from somebody at Delta through someone else I knew that said that there were two Delta guys on the ground in Benghazi that night who went from Tripoli, who were based at the embassy in Tripoli, who were never, ever, ever sent, and that they prevented the worst hostage crisis in the history of the United States, what would have been the worst hostage crisis. And I said, what are you talking about? And so I started to look into that. And that's how we learned that two guys from Delta who were in Tripoli went around to everybody in the embassy and they were collecting money and they hired a plane on their own. They were never deployed. They were never ordered. They never received orders from above. And they collected enough money to hire a plane and fly to Benghazi from Tripoli. And when they got there, they got in touch with local networks of militias who they were in touch with. And that's how they were able to retrieve Chris Stevens's body. The local militia went and got it from the uh, hospital. And with that local militia force, they fought their way into the annex. They rescued those boys at the annex, recovered Ty Woods and Glenn Doherty's bodies, and then fought their way out. And they are the only reason that the United States was able to recover its personnel and the body of its ambassador. The first ambassador killed in more than half a century. And it was really their story that I set out to try and tell. But what happened? I was blocked by the Obama administration on every single level. We were blocked by General Votel at the Pentagon. We were blocked at SOCOM. We were blocked at OSD. We were blocked every single direction you could imagine. The only thing that we could confirm, which we were the first ever to report, was that there were two individuals from DOD who were awarded separately the, the Navy Cross and uh, the Distinguished Service Cross. And one of the guys got the Navy Cross because his original branch of service, he entered the military through uh, the Navy or the Marine Corps, I can't remember. But he never changed his branch of service, uh, which is unusual, but that's the way it was. Those two individuals, I believe, based on what I know they did that night, they would have received the Medal of Honor if this hadn't been a political event and they had not wanted the, the scrutiny that comes with every Medal of Honor winner. And, and we, so were, we were never supposed to find out about any of this, were we? 
We were never no. supposed to know any of the heroics that happened, anything that really went on, no. any any operation that that was out to get Chris Stevens by by the bad guys. We're not supposed to know no. about anything. No, we probably wouldn't have found out about the four dead no. Americans without you. You know, I was the first to report it, and of course, there was no acknowledgement of that. But then, you know what they really didn't like, Joe, in that story, which was probably it was probably the the best piece of reporting outside of Dylan Davies, the contractor and whose two small parts of his story were called into question outside of him, what they really didn't like about that story and didn't want out there is this idea that they left Americans behind right. because look at what has happened since they left Americans behind in Afghanistan. I mean, this has become something that, that we see from the same people because Jake Sullivan, Susan Rice, I mean, all of the same people are in power today who, who left people behind in Benghazi also left people behind in Afghanistan, right? It's the exact same people. And what we had was an interview with a man um, who was Chris Stevens's deputy at the time, right? Greg, um, I want to say, I can't believe I've forgotten his name because it's me getting old because I know him <laughs> so well. But, um, but Greg... We just call him Greg. His testimony uh, before you know, on the Hill and in our story, he was Chris Stevens's deputy. And that night he was the last person to speak to Stevens. And he got this phone call from, from Chris when he was under attack before he became the acting ambassador that night. And in fact, he's one of the people who looked at that document leaked to Karen DeYoung. And he said, I saw every piece of paper that came out of Libya, every piece of paper that came out of Benghazi. And I've never seen this document before in my life. It's Amazing. a fake as fate can get. Now, maybe that's true. Maybe that isn't. But he wasn't the only one who told us that. And Greg, Greg says to us that night in our 60 minute story, when we asked him, you know, about the details, this is what he told us that we thought went to the heart of everything. He said about 10 minutes into the first attack, I looked at the defense attache. And for anyone who doesn't know the defense attache in any embassy, is usually the top spy. And I said to him, well, and he looked at me and he said, I'm sorry, Greg, the cavalry ain't coming. And Greg says to us, that decision never, ever changed. Wow. And when I heard those words, I felt sick in the bottom of my stomach because he said every single one of us who goes out on the line for our country, we believe our country has our back. And in that moment, I knew it wasn't true. I knew they didn't have our backs. And I looked at him and I said, we better call the boys at the annex. And what happened, Joe? Two of those boys at the annex died mm. that night, right? They died because of an administration that didn't care. For whatever the reasons were, they made a decision 10 minutes in that they were not coming to help and that decision never changed. So we never went into all the detail about were the Marines, you know, activated, were they on their plane, were they ordered off, you know, were there teams here, there, everywhere? I mean, really, the, the Cheryl Atkinson did some of the most important reporting when she uh, reported that the FEST team, which is the fast emergency response team, right, that uh, the FEST team was never activated. I mean, the FEST team was created for this very reason, to respond, the, we have best teams for every continent and they practice once a month. They can be deployed anywhere in the world in two hours or less. And they are equipped 
with special capabilities to handle exactly this kind of attack. And they were never even activated. You know, and so what all the signs were was that all the arguing of uh, could forces have gotten there in time? Could they not have made it? Would this have mattered? Would that have mattered? None of it made any difference. It was all theater because 10 minutes into the attack, a decision was made. We are not coming to help you. And they never changed that decision. They never sent anyone. The only two Americans that went charging in there were two, two Delta guys who were never ordered, never sent, and they collected money from people in the embassy in Tripoli to pay for the airplane. Because of them, Chris Stevens was returned home. Because of them, there weren't more people killed at the annex. And because of them, there was nobody else taken, nobody was taken hostage from the annex. They made it out of there. And the Obama administration didn't care one bit it's laura logan laura logan dot uh, locals dot com go there right now and subscribe to her channel laura logan dot uh, locals dot com is it greg hicks yes okay greg so, hicks. all right so 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 gregory I hicks was the guy no, 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 i'm with you um let me ask you this this might sound like a dumb question but you're educated enough to know the answer from talking to all these people by the way cbs knew the guy wasn't lying because cbs would not have aired it especially not after the 2004 debacle with george w bush and his and his texas air national guard service uh, how dan rather and his producer got that so wrong they checked it they checked it some more ndas were signed they knew it was a good story it became a bad story when the obama administration told them that it was but let me ask you this had obama just just said go in and get them go in and do whatever you have to do to stop this could they have saved Chris Stevens' life? Would they have saved the four guys who died that day? Would they have saved those Americans' lives? What could they have done? And, and why in your heart of hearts do you think they didn't? Was it to win the election? He was scared because Romney was doing pretty well, I guess. Is that why he went to a, to a campaign event the next day? That's it for part two of my special interview with Laura Logan, great journalist, and the stories that she tells about what she went through with that Benghazi story and so much more will continue part three tomorrow on The Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate Laura Logan coming on. Part three will be tomorrow. Make sure you stick around for that. Great information on that uh, on that debacle over the the Benghazi story. Just, I mean, what CBS did, what the Obama administration appears to have done, is pretty nasty. Let me tell you about uh, Oxy Technology. It's proven technology with the Eden Pure thunderstorm. The Eden Pure thunderstorm is getting it done right. It's working very well in the Pags house. Working very well for over 200,000 of them that have been purchased. You don't sell that kind of volume if you're not doing something right. It gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. It's got, again, this proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and a lot more. It freshens your entire home. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. Plugs directly into the wall. It's almost silent, great to use in bedrooms, and it's going to leave that that once musty or smelly area smelling like a thunderstorm just came through, fresh and clean. You're going to really like this. I'm telling you, you're going to. Go to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code PAGS3. Get a three-pack. a three pack. That's three of them for $200. You're saving about 200 bucks by, by getting this deal through watching my show or listening to my show. EdenPureDeals.com, PAGS3. 
is the actual code, P-A-G-S, the number three. Save 200 bucks. Shipping is free as well. All right, much more to come. Joe Pag Show continues. Cray News with Kay. More news stories to bring you as well. Don't go anywhere. This is the Joe Pag Show. 